You wanted the best online sports book? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself and then sign up using promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you kidding me? Honey Badger don't care. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Special Friday edition of Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. What's up, Chris? This is uh, episode number 174. It is the Friday, December 1st, uh, the the second edition of the show. <laughs> so, because we've already got the, uh, the big game Friday stuff out, but I... The Ole Miss stuff came down, and now we've got all this Tennessee stuff that we got to talk about. So let's let's jump into the Tennessee stuff first because there's not too much to talk about there. Um, but we'll we'll do it first. All right. So here's here is an idea of what's going on, Chris. I'll tell you. I'll read you this little post, and then we'll go from there. John Curry is out as AD at Tennessee. That happened this morning. He. He apparently flew out to Los Angeles to meet with Mike Leach on his own. He did not get approval from the chancellor. He did not get the approval from Jimmy Haslam. Nobody approved him going to meet with Mike Leach. The problem there is that none of those, like the administrators, boosters, etc., at at any big-time school does not want Leach right now because of the crap that I've been telling you about. So, and that all that that I'm telling, or all that stuff that I told you about, was uh, his hiring investigators to look into his ex bosses, the administrators at Texas Tech. Nobody wants that risk. Anybody at a big name, big blue, blue blood uh, institution, they've got stuff in the closet that they don't want getting out. Mike Leach is seen as a risk because he is fighting the Texas Tech stuff so bad. So here is the post. It says. Uh, Curry, lobbying for his job, went after Leach on his own accord. Fulmer was out of the mix both ways, neither for it or against it. It was all Curry. Curry drafted an MOU on his own accord. He leaked the info for Leach himself to save his rear uh, with Haslam. Haslam had said no to Leach from the very beginning. Haslam demanded Curry be relieved of his duties, no matter his buyout, via Davenport. That's the Chancellor. Chancellor Davenport marks the order. Now... Davenport is moving Fulmer to AD. Haslam is losing his mind. This was not approved via Haslam. Changing of the guard, if you will. Haslam had somebody else lined up. We're not sure who that is. 
Haslam opened Pandora's box on himself and will be, per se, beheaded from this process. Moving forward, the expectation is that Fulmer is going to pull a rabbit out of his hat. Look for Cutcliffe, T. Martin, or Les Miles to be in the conversations heavily going forward. Now, tell me what you think about this, Chris. <laughs> this is a mess. This mess just keeps getting worse and worse. So, I think I think Curry made a lot of blunders. Okay, does Curry deserve to be fired? Absolutely. He has bought this thing from start to finish, and. Well, I think that he thought that the the Shiano thing was going to go over. That was the Haslam pick. That was who he wanted well, leading right. the program. And I don't think well, anybody could have expected what happened with the Tennessee fans and Twitter and, and the outrage no, over hiring. No, couldn't have. You're right. But that's when somebody has to be, A, the adult in the room, and then also strong enough emotionally, willingly to take bullets, stand out there and say, this is our guy, okay? And the crap you're throwing at him – a complete farce, total lie, made up by some dude trying to save his own skin, and and you're buying into it, and you're gonna you're gonna crush his career. Secondly, good football man. All right. Reports have have recently come out. A lot of people said, "Well, Peyton Manning once said he was an asshole and all this stuff." Yes, but actually, Peyton signed off on the Shiano hire. Like multiple people signed off on this hire. It was not just a Haslam deal. All right, and and you got to be strong enough as an individual to say I'm going to walk to that podium, and I'm going to I'm going to take this one, and we're gonna, this is our guy, and we're not going to let the crowd, the fans, everybody else tell us how to run this program. Okay, yeah. And your biggest booster, your biggest alum that 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 carries financially the weight of the university, is has signed off on it along with several other high profile individuals. You get those people all together, they get the other big boosters to buy into it, and you don't care what the peons say. You move forward, all right? Mistake number one, fireable offense, to give in to the mob, all right? Then everything after that has just gotten progressively worse. Now, should he have been fired for going on his own road and getting Mike Leach or trying to get Leach? No, I think that's crazy. While he's justified in being fired for all these other things, his job as the athletic director right now to fill this job. Yeah, to go get the best coach, coach possible. possible. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the best coach possible. And and he thought Leach was that. Many of other people around the country would probably agree with that. You don't like the politics and don't like the, the lawsuit around Texas Tech and all that stuff. And guess what? Don't try to steal two million dollars for Mike Leach and he won't hire investigators to come after you. Okay? Honor your contract the way you're supposed to and this stuff doesn't happen. So he wasn't afraid of that because he knew if anything ever goes south on here, we always pay our debt. We've never taken a coach to court to try to, you know, get out of paying them to buy out and this, that, and another. We just pay it. And so this is not a problem I'm worried about. I'm going to hire my guy now. And, and you can't fault him for that. Well, he didn't get approval, and we didn't sign off on the bull. If, if you want to hire the coach, then you hire the damn coach. But right now, his job was to hire a coach. Let him do that. So I, I, feel, I feel kind of strongly. It's weird. The next conversation we're going to have, I feel the exact same way. Like, like, Curry is not innocent. Curry is not the victim here. But 
he did enough to get fired on his own, but he should have been fired for this. So it, it's kind of just a really strange situation. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's it's bananas. I'll go on and give you a, a figure right now because the buyout for Curry, um, which that, that press conference is supposed to be at 3 p.m. Central. Uh, we are recording this right now. It is 12.21 p.m. Central. Um, so we're, we're going to get this knocked out before the Ole Miss press conference and before the, uh, the Tennessee press conference. But the, the buyouts involved here with firing Butch Jones – the lawsuit with Greg Schiano possibly, or what they'll end up owing him, um, and then what they'll owe Curry for the years remaining on his contract. Uh, it already stands about thirteen million dollars, and they don't even have a coach in place, and now they don't have an AD. So it, this could not have gone more poorly. I mean, it just it, it from from the get go. You're right. If if Schiano was your guy. You stand up and be strong and, and bat down the the Twitter minions. That's right. Here's here's it's 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 a real simple process. You get Jimmy, you get Phil who wasn't one way or the other, which means he's gonna toe the Tennessee line because he loves Tennessee. You get Peyton. I promise you if you get Haslam and Peyton together, Phil will fall in line. And you have those three individuals stand behind John Curry and say, Listen, Mob we're not doing this. We're, this is our guy, and we four, who, who are the face of Tennessee football and have been for decades, decades plural, then we, we we are going to make this decision, and we would really like your support. But if you don't support us, then we'll go out there and we'll do the best we can with the team that we have. Yep. And, and let that be it. And I think you get instant buy-in from all your hardcore True Orange fans. It, yeah, it, as soon it, as look, see it, signed off and Phil signed off, then then that's it. it, it well, if they, that, listen, listen to this. If they are true Tennessee fans, even if they don't like the hire, if he comes out and starts winning, back. that's right. Then then they're good. You got them back. That's, that's right. It fixes it fixes everything, and I, I just don't understand why you don't do that. And if you're Phil and you don't want that to come back to bite you in the butt. You make it clear to Jimmy and to Peyton and to the Chancellor behind closed doors that, hey, if this goes south, I don't want my name on it. But publicly, I will support it for the good of the school. Okay? Yeah. And, but but you need his face to say we're all in unison that this is going to be the best thing for it. Yes, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I think that, that that message board post is correct in the aspect of they're probably going to go and look at T. Martin, and if they don't feel like he's ready, they're probably going to go with Les Miles, at least for a little while. I told you I was going to break my heart. I, I know. told you I was going to break my heart. I know. But if, if it's Phil that's running the athletic department? Now, and I'll say this, we do have an adult in the room. We just do. Forget what you think about Phil. Phil is an unbelievable football man, and he is going to do what is absolute best for Tennessee. And I'm not kidding you. The best man for Tennessee right now, I told you this yesterday, is Mr. Stability. He is a man of strong faith and strong conviction and less miles, and, and he, is, he is not afraid of chaos. He will walk into the room, and he will be a calm amongst the storm. Yeah. I just I, – I trust in him. I believe in him. 
And, and everybody on Tennessee, if that happens, needs to fall to their knees and thank whatever God it is that they worship that, that they have landed a man of stability. If they end up with T. Martin, brother, Greg Schiano is 50 times better the coach that T. Martin could ever be. I believe that with all of my heart. And they are just fools, and it's exactly what they get. Oh, I, exactly I agree with you. I agree. It's exactly what they deserve. So th- this whole thing at Tennessee, I think it's probably going to be next week before it all completely plays out, obviously, because now you got to deal with the AD problem. Um, but the good thing is that, you know, Les Miles is, is sitting out there. T. Martin is an offensive coordinator. He's not coaching uh, after this weekend because, obviously, they have uh, they have a game against Stanford tonight. Uh, the it, You know what? Let's jump off the Tennessee thing. Let's go on and do this uh, this Ole Miss thing because we've only got a little bit before the uh, Ole Miss press conference, and I, I want to be I want to be in on that. So, to start off with, Chris, what do you think we should do? Should we just go through what all the penalties were and then and then explain from there? Yeah, let's hash it out afterwards. But let's 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 gloss over it real fast. The abridged version of what right. happened. Here's here's the abridged version. Um, these are the penalties and corrective actions imposed by the panel. Uh, three years of probation beginning December 1st, 2017 to November 30th, 2020. A financial penalty of $5,000 plus 1% of its average football budget for three years. That is uh, calculated at $179,797. Uh, that was self-imposed by the university. A postseason ban for 2017, which was self-imposed. And another year of a postseason ban for next season, 2018. Um the head coach, Hugh Freeze, must serve a two-conference game suspension for the 2018 season if any NCAA school hires him between December 1st, 2017 and November 30th, 2018. Uh, an eight-year show cause for the operations coordinator, and that is David's, uh, David Saunders. He's already got an eight-year show cause. This is, this is along with what he already had. So it, David Saunders will not be coaching – College football again. Um, a five-year show cause order for the assistant coach who facilitated uh, standardized tests. That is uh, David Vaughn. Uh, a two-year show cause order for the other involved assistant coach. That is Chris Kiffin. Uh, it says during this time he must not participate in off-campus recruiting activities or hosting any meals for prospects or student athletes. Um, it, I don't. I can't figure out if that means that he's okay to stay on at Florida Atlantic with Lane Kiffin. But I'm sure that we'll figure out more, you know, at, as as time goes on. But it's a two-year show cause um, where he cannot participate in off-campus recruiting activities or hosting any meals for prospects or student-athletes. Uh, the next one is the big one. A five-year show cause order for the assistant athletics director. He must not participate in any recruiting activities during this time. That is Barney Farrar. So Ferrar has a five-year show cause on it. Uh, vacation of all regular season and postseason wins in which ineligible student athletes competed. Scholarship reductions through 2018 and 2019 as detailed in the public report. So they, they did self-impose 10 scholarship uh, losses. The NCAA added on three scholarships, so it's thirteen over a period of I think four years. And so the biggest yeah. thing is there's there's ten more coming, so it's six more in 2018, 
So their class can only be 19 kids deep, and then it's four in 2019. So and that is uh, that puts them down to 21 scholarships. So really, this is not super crippling. Um, let's see. And then of course there is the disassociation of boosters, as detailed in the public report that was already done by the university. So let's dive into this first. Look at the the NCA tweeted out a graphic and. This was the biggest graphic for the whole thing. This is now the third case over three decades that has involved the boosters and football program. Even the head coach acknowledged that upon coming to Mississippi, he was surprised by the, quote, craziness of boosters trying to insert themselves into his program. This is what they were going after the entire time. Like, that's that's what this was. There is a section in here. Um in the entire 82-page document that says the institution's two most recent cases occurred in 1986 and 1994, and they were similar to the present case and are accorded significant weight. Regarding lack of institutional control, the panel noted that a number of violations occurred while the investigation was ongoing. They wanted the boosters. They bought everything that Hugh Freeze sold them, hook, line, and sinker. They bought that Barney was a rogue assistant. They bought that Hugh Freeze was uh, a good man, that all this stuff. Like, that's what happened here. None of this stuff is crippling. The Let's let's go down one by one, okay? So the three years probation, blah, whatever. Uh, financial penalty of like $180,000, blah, whatever. Postseason ban for 2018. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting they because it is only for next season only seniors that are coming into next year are allowed to leave and play immediately so they can transfer to whatever school they want and play immediately and it's only seniors that does not include anybody from the 2016 class did that surprise you at all well, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's just a terrible rule by the NCAA. It's just a terrible rule by the NCAA. Now, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Uh, this has happened before with Alabama. And when it did back in the, in, in the early 2000s, uh, Cecil Hurt pointed this out today. He said, look, this is, yes, it, technically it's a rule, but these players – can file a waiver with the NCAA and yeah case by case and 90 percent of the time they are going to be able to do it like it it doesn't have to be uh extenuating circumstances what's the time frame on the NCAA handling those case by case basis I think it would be pretty quick I mean it would it would be within about a month so if somebody decides today um, agreed agreed uh, but I think that's why I think that's why some of these kids have hired in uh, Tom Mars. So that way, you know, if if they need to go in on the NCAA, if somebody wants to start filing uh, lawsuits against the NCAA, I think they take it a little more seriously. You agree with that? Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. And that's who I would go after. You don't go after the school because it's not an old Miss rule. You go after the NCAA because it's their dumb rule. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the other interesting thing that came out in the NCAA's press release uh, was that Chancellor Jeffrey Vitter admitted that the booster culture was, quote, disturbingly questionable. 
if the NCAA was going after anybody besides the boosters, I don't think they would have put this stuff in in their press release. Like, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, I think they made it clear that's what they wanted. They want to get somebody to come in and get these boosters under control. Yes. Now, I don't know that Ole Miss made the right coaching hire to be able to do that. But, well, but I don't think they were expecting this, um, and and I think they made the coaching hire because they thought they were going to get crushed, and they just wanted to get out of this cheap for the next couple of years. I mean, that's that's what I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Anybody else would have cost them four to six million dollars a year. Why not pay two million dollars to somebody if we're going to get hammered? And then when the hammering's over with, now we break open the wall that we done saved a bunch of money. Yeah. It's an economic thing for me. Well, they they so. The contract with Matt Luke is uh, it averages out at about three point one five million a year over four years, um, so it's like three million is not much. It's uh, I think he's the second highest paid or second lowest paid coach in the SEC right now. Um, so I mean that yes, economics that makes sense. Uh, let's jump into the Hugh Freeze thing right quick. Um, the the head coach must serve a two conference game suspension for the twenty eighteen season. Should any NCAA school hire him between December 1st this year and November 30th of 2018? Look, Dan Wolken tweeted out, he said, a group of five athletic director told me a couple of months ago he would hire Freeze despite the phone calls. Apology tour, etc., that's not a problem. The NCAA stuff was the sticking point. Now that that's gone, Hugh is going to get hired somewhere soon. I mean, do you think that that all of this stuff coming out and the phone calls and everything else, is there, like, could he end up at a Power 5 school? I I don't know. That's insane to me, though. It's It's just insane to me to think that Hugh Freeze, look, nobody will ever convince me. These coaches, the head coaches for all these schools are in on all of this. They don't only – I believe this with all my heart, and there's nobody that can tell me otherwise. They are not only informed of this stuff, I think they order it. I told – I sent you this text in, uh, earlier. I think they ordered the code red. They don't just know about it happening. And they also order the cover-up. They know it all. And for him to get off completely scot-free – this is one of the situations I was talking about earlier – I'm not trying to make Ole Miss the victim here because they got hammered and Hugh got off. No, I think they got an appropriate punishment. I don't think they got anything too bad. I also don't think that they should have gotten much worse than what they got. But for Hugh Freeze to get off completely unscathed and he can go take a job tomorrow is just laughable to me. It, it, it just shows me that the NCAA has no concept of what the hell is really going on and, and, and they don't really want to stop any of this stuff. They don't want to prevent any of it from ever happening again because the coaches are all in on it. Tell and me this. Tell me. Their look. contract, the head coach can leave wherever he wants to leave, and he doesn't have to pay his big buyout, and he can walk away pretty scot-free, and he can get an attorney and, and lobby down. So the contract for the coach is worthless unless the school wants to fire him. But if the school fires him, they're owed – Everything, a hundred percent of it, unless the coach wants to leave. Do you think so, like, that the he coach has if, all the power and all the benefit in everything <laughs> here? 
Here, do you I think, think if he was still the head coach at Ole Miss, do you think that the penalties would have been harsher? Yes. So, but here's the problem. But here's the problem. They didn't punish you at all. No, because they knew he wasn't going to get a job this coming season anyway. Uh, that's, but that's that's a terrible reason to not punish somebody. I agree. Jim Trestle, what happened at Ohio State? You know I hate Ohio State. You know I loathe that place. But Jim Trestle got like an eight-year ban, a show call, something something pretty drastic, six years, something like that, for some damn tattoos. Well, but here, look, Nobody here's the deal there. Man. With Hugh Freeze, there was no proof of Hugh Freeze lying to investigators or anything like that. And that's the biggest thing that will cost people their jobs. Well, and that's it's what happened with Bruce Pearl. It's what happened with Jim Trestle. Wasn't this whole thing exacerbated because Hugh Freeze got in the face of NCAA officials? You are questioning my integrity, and you are how dare you question the the the. the character in which we run our program and beating his chest about how honorable he was and how this whole investigation was a sham and this that and another and then so so they go deeper and they just grub up and they get as deep in that ass as they can possibly get and all they do is hammer Ole Miss they don't hammer Hugh at all but he was the reason that they made this personal well, it, yes, it got Remember personal because reports? of you, but they, they came in because of the booster culture. They That's wanted not, the boosters. It got, perso- it got personal because of you. That's what I just it said. Got personal because of him. That's what but, I but just you're, said. You're bossing over it like it's nothing. That's a big deal. The fact that Hugh is the reason this whole investigation got blown out of proportion the way it did, and yet he gets nothing. It's just laughable to me. The NCAA is a damn disgrace. They're an absolute fraud. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Let's all right. So let's jump into these other ones right quick. David Saunders, we didn't think that. He, I mean, look, he didn't even show up. He and no, he he, he, he he knew that he was his coaching career was over. Yeah, he and Chris Vaughn. We knew like Chris Vaughn is like out selling mattresses or something somewhere. Like he, that's neither one of them was going to do anything other than what they're doing now they didn't even show up to the the hearing um saunders is the head coach at pearl river community college and he'll continue to do that you know like it's what fifty thousand dollars a year sixty thousand a year and he's just gonna keep coaching junior college you know coach or whatever so that's that's normal i'm trying to figure out the the chris kiffin thing so I'll read it again. A two-year show cause order for the other involved assistant coach. That's Chris Kiffin. During this time, he must not participate in off-campus recruiting activities or hosting any meals for prospects or student athletes. Now, and you know, I just realized this may be this may be like Maurice Harris, and not Chris Kiffin. Kiffin may not have gotten anything. I have no idea what <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little complicated. We kind of need somebody to come in and, and walk us through some of the the details of some of this stuff. I, I just I get blinded when I see when I see the the main perpetrator of all of this get completely scot free and and not only was he the main perpetrator in it all, he's also the person that made it a lot worse on the school than what it should have been to begin with. 
he's the reason the investigation took three years and not two or not one is because they were coming in on him and and they got nothing they yeah. got nothing yeah i'm i'm just i'm a little i'm a little floored the uh all right so yes assistant coach two is is actually maurice harris chris kiffin didn't get anything I don't. I mean, I don't know that that's surprising or not because the the charge against him was basically letting uh, letting Laramie Tunsil sleep on his couch and not charging him for it. Um, and they and there was another charge about him also setting up the Rebel Rag stuff, but he didn't get a show cause. Uh, the show cause was for Maurice Harris. So it, it's it when you look through it, like there are no names. It says um, uh, coach, assistant. Yeah. yeah, assistant coach they two. Yeah, That's ass- right. assistant coach too. Uh, so his involvement was with one of the boosters, uh, and it was the FCA huddle leader's involvement in football recruiting. And that's the guy uh, – I forget the guy's name. Um, the guy from Memphis that, that brought the four kids down, and they continued uh, – like the AD told him over and over, like, you can't bring these kids, you can't do this and that. Um, and assistant coach too made a determination that it was within NCAA legislation – for Booster 2, a Fellowship of Christian Athletes huddle leader at the Prospects High School to be involved with them because of a pre-existing relationship. So, it, so yes. Assistant Coach 2 is actually Maurice Harris, not Chris Kiffin. So, a two-year show cause for Maurice Harris, who is actually still on staff at Ole Miss. He's on Matt Luke's staff. But it says, during this time, he must not participate in off-campus recruiting activities or hosting any meals for prospects or student-athletes. So I don't know if that means that they have to fire Harris. I mean, I would if I were them. But uh, that's interesting. That's, Let me ask you this. Yeah. This has been the question that we've been waiting on since this time last year. Is this enough to fire Ross Bjork for calls? And do they fire Ross Bjork for calls? I think it depends on what happens to Vitter. I think that Vitter could end up being gone too. But here's the problem is that they're going to get up at a press conference today and lay all this stuff out and then go from there. I don't think that the guys that are running the show have any cojones whatsoever to do this. Like, I think Bjork probably sticks around. That's a shame. It really is. Him and... Him and Hugh are going to get off scot-free, and they are the two heads of this snake that that was involved in all of this. If if two individuals want to build a staff of team, uh, a team, an athletic department that is going to run Rupshaw and and be as corrupt as possible and to do the things that they do and allow the boosters to control things the way they control them then those two people should be responsible for all the damages. And neither one of them are. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I mean, I think the fact that Freeze is already gone is part of it. Um, but but how I, – I mean, God bless. If I were them, I would absolutely clean house. I would clean house. I never would have hired Matt Luke. Like, I, I just – at this point, because, my God, this is we've, the – We've talked about it. No stone left unturned. Let's just let's just move on from everybody who was involved. Now, bitters is different because that's a voted on elected position by a board. Like that's a totally different deal. Yeah, but the board members are, are some of the boosters, and that's <laughs> oh, I, but, <laughs> that's the well, issue. No, I get that. That's the problem. 
But like that's that's what I was about to say. Like that's a little different. Like that is that is kind of a an elected position. The, the other ones are not; they're jobs. Let's uh let let's talk about Barney Farrar for a minute. Uh, so I did reach out to to Bruce Lloyd. He didn't give me much comment. Um, all he told me is that Barney is absolutely devastated. Um, and I can understand. He uh, he got a five year show calls. And he cannot participate in any recruiting activities during that five years, even if he is hired. I mean, that's that's his bread and butter. He he loves kids. He loves helping kids. And according to some of the stuff that was uh, that was leaked out to Stephen Godfrey and Ben Garrett uh, at OleMissSpirit dot com and Neil McCready, uh, he was Bobby Crimmins, who's one of the the guys that uh, that's part of this committee. He came up to Leo Lewis came up to Barney Farrar after the hearing and told him, "Coach, I'm sorry, I love you, you know all that." And Bobby Crimmins came up and thanked him for his integrity, and then they still handed him the five-year five year show calls. Um, but part of his problem was that he admitted some of these. He admitted violations and said that he did it for the good of the kids. To make sure that they got in, he one of his statements about Leo Lewis was he was willing to do anything that it took to get Leo Lewis into school, whether it was at Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or somewhere else, because he felt like if he didn't, then the kid might end up in jail. And while that all sounds good, it is against NCAA violations. So it, it I, I don't, I mean. But the Honorable Lord Hugh gets off scot-free. Yep. This is this is why nobody respects the NCAA. This is why they're a damn sham. This, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I really I really hate this organization. How how you can let Hugh Freeze off scot-free and then and crush a, and crush for Barney? I just don't get that. That just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever i just don't understand it uh the vacation of all regular season and postseason wins in which an eligible student athletes competed if i'm not mistaken that means uh the the sugar bowl run etc etc so they'll have to take down the sugar bowl banner they'll have to take down the uh the alabama wins i believe um yeah i mean that's that that's going to sting a little bit uh, if you go through and read, I'll, I'll have a post up on the site later. Um, but if you go through and read what that means, it, it, they they will get punished if they do not take that off of the record books. And so that part, I mean, while it's not awful, it still kind of sucks. Uh, the scholarship reductions, not crippling, not awful, not nearly what everybody thought it would be. Um, look, none of this is uh, is super crippling. Like the disassociation of the boosters, you know, it, it's over a certain number of years, and they'll be back. You know, that's I, I don't like it. The one-year bowl ban sucks, and that's about it. And the fact that seniors can leave, that sucks. But you didn't expect very much next year anyway. Um, honestly, Ole Miss got off pretty light. Like, do you uh, do you agree with this? No, I mean, I think. I think scholarship reductions is a tough thing. Even though it's not a bunch, it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter. Losing six scholarships next year is going to be tough. Losing four the year after that is going to be tough. You're already in a rebuilding mode, and you got to rebuild with much fewer guys. Yeah, so, I mean, no, that's tough. I, I, so, I will mean, that, admit that. that. But, to act like some of these things are nothing. I just we just disagree on that. Well, no, no, no I'm I not saying that they're. I'm not saying they're nothing. I'm saying, my God, it could have been way, way worse. And and at it least could it have is been not worse. But I don't know that it was. I don't know that it was justifiable to be worse. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning would have been to make it worse than it is. I don't think the things that they did were that damning. But I do think they were against the rules. So, therefore, they get an appropriate punishment for what happened. I think men like Ross Bjork and Hugh Freeze should be taken out back and beaten to death. I, I think that you and I, I think you and I agree on this, but we don't. No, uh, we don't, because you think they should have gotten worse. No, no, no I, they I'm saying that they could have gotten worse. By, by but what you just the, said they got out light. I don't, I don't know. You, they, they got out light compared to what the Matrix could have been. I mean, my God, they had 15 level one violations. And all of them were upheld. Like, I, I, I think that the school and and Hugh Freeze got off pretty light. The one that got absolutely well, I, hammered was Barney Farrar. Nobody, nobody denies the fact that Hugh got off light. Hugh got off completely. Yeah, he's gonna end up with some <laughs> Mac job next year, and he's gonna sit out two random Mac games. That's it. I don't know the hill coach in the Mac. I, I, I'm looking at. I mean, I, I would imagine he'll be in the AAC. Maybe. I think he'll get a pretty good Maybe. gig. So, all right, but look, let's let's go on and uh, and and get this thing done with. Um, at breaking news right now as we're talking, uh, the Tallahassee Democrat. Uh, they they have released Florida State coach Jimbo Fisher has agreed to become the new head coach at Texas A&M. Sources have told the Tallahassee Democrat he will not coach the Seminoles against Louisiana Monroe at noon on Saturday. Odell Haggins will be the interim head coach. That's just, this is just okay. All right, congratulations A&M. You got your man. Tell me, tell me this. Um, did you see the story earlier? And I, I want to say it was like TomahawkNation.com or, or somebody uh, talked to some of the players at Florida State after a team meeting last night where the players asked him if he was leaving and he wouldn't answer them. Um, yeah. He, they, they stated that... If you don't go, we, we don't. We, we leave. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if he's not gone, then, then we're not going to be back. That's right. So, I, I feel like it reached a, a pressure cooker, and they had to get him out of there today, or there would be mutiny tomorrow. That's insane. Well, I'm, I just I can't. <laughs> I've never seen you, anything like that you happen. Read the, the comment where some A and A and M person, and this is like somebody I think that works at the school, tweeted out or posted out something about how we, you know. FSU, why are you so upset? This other, like, we could buy your whole athletic department if we want it. I don't and think that was FSU, a. I think that was just a fan. Was that just a fan? That was just a fan. Yeah, but anyway, I, I did see that. That I was thought, that was too. That was pretty funny. It was too Bud Elliott. Like, and and it's true. And yeah. and Bud Elliott came back and said, "Uh, yeah, um, it's a shame that that 
you know, even with all that money, you can't buy uh, highlights, uh, like color highlights of your last national championship because that was in 1939. Yep. That's right, because it don't exist. Yep. And too bad all that money couldn't buy you a conference divisional championship. Yep. Like, like you couldn't you couldn't win your division, but you got a lot of money. So exactly. Congratulations on the, they, uh, They're going to struggle a lot of money. The, the Jimbo that, Fisher thing – that the the reason that he is leaving Florida State, by the way, is it, it, the same issues that that went on at Florida between Florida and Jim McElwain. Um, look, Jimbo's been been pining for facilities upgrades for a while, and yes, they they put their money into the coach and all that good stuff, but but they didn't update their facilities, and it finally reached uh, finally reached a fever pitch, and when they didn't get it done. Because that, that's what they told him, you know, every time he turned down LSU the last two years. Oh, we're going to get this stuff done. We're going to get this stuff done. And, and then they never they never did it. And, I mean, it's one thing, like, you, you heard Jimbo bring it up in several press conferences about Clemson's awesome new facilities and, and all this stuff. And, you know, like, it, like I, I get both sides of it. I mean, my gosh, I understand, like, the loyalty aspect because – my guy, you got you got to come in after Bobby Bowden. You got to learn under Bobby Bowden. You got to come in. You won a national championship with this school. Uh, but if if the school administration was not willing to uh, to to build up the facilities for you, you know, to continue to compete big time, because right now, like Florida State cannot compete with with Clemson, like they can talent wise. But I mean, my gosh, you know, I, I think Clemson's got more talent. I, I think they they draw. They draw better student-athletes. So Texas A&M, that will never be a problem. Because those dudes got all the money in the world. Well, we'll see if he can win there. We certainly will. All right, we got to get out of here. They're doing the uh, the press conference here in just a little bit. So, um, Chris, that's going to wrap it up, buddy. Talk to you later, man. All right, be good. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.